0: Thank you for being here on a Wednesday night. Pastor and Sister Hughes are celebrating 40 years of marriage. That's unbelievable. That's, that's as long as I've been alive, so that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, you don't hear that much anymore, 40 years, you know. But um, I stand up here tonight. I, I do want to quickly bring to your word, and even though I said it in a lighthearted manner, It truly is an essential part of our lives, being and digging into the word together on a Wednesday night Bible study. I can remember, you know, the praise and the shout downs on Sunday night, even Sunday morning. But when I really think about what grounded me as a young man, it was those Thursday nights and Wednesday nights Bible studies. And grounding me into the word because what I began to figure out is those praise worships and those shout downs were good until about the first co worker slapped you in the face on Monday morning. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was gone. But digging into the word, it has, it will allow you to understand how to handle those situations and how to walk this walk of life. I get up here tonight, and I've adopted something from our late brother Steve McDaniel's. I was digging the other night through some of my stuff, and I had sketched out a little project that he and I were going to do together. And it and it was right there on the paper. And I said, you know what, God, I'm going to I'm going to make this my motto. I'm going to, I'm going to this is going to be something that you know I'm going to carry brother Steve's desire on with me. And that, and that's simply a statement that says, just making sure that Jesus gets what he paid for. And that's has stuck with me. And so tonight I am up here just making sure that Jesus gets what he paid for. I want to talk to you about wisdom walking it really is a, a subject that has been touched many times, but digging into the word this last month, I, really begin to see where God was trying to direct me. And typically with my messages and my sermons, God really loves for me to live those out before I preach them. (laughs) And uh, it's easy to say that up here. But, man, when you're going through it, it's not so easy. Now, Lord, I don't think this is a message I need to preach. But sure enough, God has his way. An angel appears at a meeting one day of religious leaders, and he tells the leader of that meeting in front of everybody he says that in return for his unselfish and exemplary behavior, God is going to reward him with a choice of one of three things. He said, I'm going to give you infinite wealth, infinite wisdom or infinite beauty. You choose right now. Without hesitation, the leader selects, I choose infinite wisdom. Done, says the angel, and disappears in a cloud of smoke, a bolt of lightning. And so now all the heads in the room turn to this man, and he kind of has a glow about him. And one of the ministers says, Well, let's hear some of this newfound wisdom. The leader looked up, and he said, I should have taken the money. A few thoughts of wisdom are never miss an opportunity to make other, others happy, even if you have to leave them alone in order to do it. I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that I don't know the answer. Silence and smile are two powerful words. Smile is the way you solve many problems, and silence is the way you avoid many problems. Knowledge talks, wisdom listens. I have never killed a man, but I have read many obituaries with great pleasure. Be true to your teeth or they'll be false to you. Wisdom is when you read the fine print. Knowledge is what you get if you don't. It's amazing what we as humans will do to cover up the fact that we don't know what we are doing. It's interesting that the Hebrew word for wisdom at its root level meant skill, as it, and it was applied to all manners of activity in those days. Wisdom is truly the need of this hour that we live in. The Holy Ghost power fallouts are awesome. They can, God can do more in three minutes, and I've said it a number of times than we can do in a lifetime. But there has to come a point in our life where we enter a realm that we want to go further beyond that really, that, that outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And we move into a realm of how do we begin to walk with the Lord with purpose. Ephesians 5 and 1 says that we are to live our lives in imitation, uh, in an imitation of God. And in verse 15, it says that we can do this simply by walking in wisdom. Tonight, I want to quickly try to bring to you a few aspects of what it means to walk in wisdom. Wisdom walking is a diligent walk. Verse 15, it says the word circumspectly. And the word here means to walk while looking around. Don't just Go out and start walking. Walk observantly. Walk carefully. Walk wisely. It's like walking through a minefield, taking every step with care. There are only two sides to the walking coin wisdom, and on the other side is foolishness. If we don't walk in wisdom, we will surely walk in foolishness. You don't have a choice, there's two sides. You're either doing one or the other, walking foolishly, which is a dangerous way to walk. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God, Psalms 14 and verse 1. And Paul says in Romans 1 that the heart of the foolish become darkened, professing to be wise, they become fools, Romans 1 and 22. When we agree that there is a God and submit, to him through faith in Jesus Christ, we have the potential to begin walking in wisdom. When we agree that there is a God, many things can happen, but when you really get that in your heart, you begin to seek after him, and he says, if you seek after him, you're going to find him. Even then, it's not a guaranteed we can leave the path of wisdom and begin to walk as fools again. Titus 3, 3 through 6 points out how God saved us from our foolish, not, foolish pre-Christian walk. Yet Paul reminds us in Ephesians, in Ephesians 5 and 15 to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise even though we were saved from our foolish lives by the grace of God in Christ, we will still need to walk wisely lest we fall back into our foolish ways, living as if there is no God. You say, oh, but that ain't going to happen to me. Well, I think I'm talking to an experienced crowd here tonight, and many of us can testify that the tries and cares of life have a way of trying to drag you back in. Walking diligently keeps us from disobedience. Wisdom keeps us from disobeying God. The Galatians are an example of Christians who strayed from the path of wisdom to foolishness. Oh, foolish Galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, Galatians 3 and 1. It is possible for a Christian to know exactly what God desires and not do it. But that is a foolish way to walk. Wisdom always, always chooses God's way. Even when, it's meaning, even when its meaning and purpose really isn't clear, walking diligently keeps us from destruction. Did you know Christians can self-destruct? The Bible gives evidence that God is willing to remove unrepentant Christians from this life. I bet you many of us didn't even know that. 1 Corinthians 11 and 30. I hope none of us never have to experience that, obviously. But God says it in his word, so therefore, guess what? I'm going to believe it. His word tells us that it is possible to make choices that lead to destructive ends in our lives. Walking circumspectly, therefore, walking in wisdom can keep us from defection, from disobedience. And from destruction. Three good reasons to look carefully at the path on which we walk. Wisdom walking is a disciplined walk. Verse 16 is paralleled with Colossians 4 and 5. And if you read those two books, you'll find that they parallel each other quite often. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. There are two New Testament words for time. Chronos, the root word of English, which means chronology and chromometer, which we refer to chronos, refers to the linear passage of time, meaning minutes, hours, days, and so on. The other is karyos, referring to a set period of time, that the word, that's what I believe is the word that Paul is using here in verse 15 and in Colossians 4 and 5. The time refers to the time God has allotted each of us, our life per se, here on this earth. It begins when we are born and again into God's kingdom and ends when our life on this earth is completed, which should view our lives as a block of time which we are personally responsible for. If we, if we are wise, we will retain that time and use it for God's glory until he returns or he calls us home. We should echo the prayer of Moses in Psalms 90 and verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Our life has a beginning and an end, and each day is a gift from God to be treated reverently. If you talk to most teenagers and most young adults, they don't want to talk to you too long about our time here on this earth. They don't want to talk to you too long or get too in-depth on the fact that their life can end instantly. Because we live in this surreal world that we think subconsciously that we're truly going to live. I'll put that off until tomorrow. I'll worry about that tomorrow. The Bible gives us a number of metaphors to illustrate the the brevity, brevity of our lives. The shortness of our lives. Our days are like grass, it says in Psalms 103. Like a vapor in James 4 and 14. Like a shadow in 1 Chronicles 29 and 15. Like a hand breath. This is the distance between your little finger and your thumb. Psalms 39. Like smoke that quickly vanishes. Psalms 102 and verse 3. Those images are not to make life seem insignificant. Rather, they are to make us grasp how quick and how short our life is and make us value each moment that we live and each day that begins, every day that we open our eyes and we take that deep breath, how valuable that day, that set time God has given us. Someone has noted that each day we are gifted with 24 new hours, 1,440 minutes and 86,400 seconds that we will never see again. Together, they add up to the carios God has given us, a segment we are to grasp and to redeem, lest it go unused. How much time do we waste every day? How much time in front of TVs, on the iPhone, on, 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 on silly games, on silly reality shows? How much time do we truly waste? Oh, I, I, I know I'm not talking to us here, but I, I'm talking about other people. How much time do we really waste with things that just mean nothing? We are to redeem our life out of the marketplace of vanity and lack of purpose through which we walk in this world. And that, my friend, takes discipline. It takes wisdom walking. It would be nice to figure up the number of years we think we have left to live. So I'm going to use my time from what I really think that I'm praying I might have. If I say i'm forty today, which i'm thirty nine I'm rounding up, i don't know i'll do not know i will i will take it I'm forty and multiply that number by three hundred and sixty five. That gives me 14,600 days. Then if we were to create a calendar and I was to go out to the copy doctor and create a calendar that was reverse, and it said 14,600 pages with the descending numbers, 14,599, 14,598 down to zero. Each day we could tear off a page that remind us That each day is one we will never have the opportunity to live again. Oh, you know, you're touching things I'm not real comfortable with here, Brother Jay. But you know what? This is the reality. This is what God is saying. You want to walk wisely with the Lord, you got to first understand there is a time. God has given you a set time, each one of us with different sets, for us to redeem what he needs to do in our lives. But yet the thing that I see most in this day and age is, is the publicity, the marketing, the just consuming our time, consuming our, our, our purpose in life. And taking it from us, and we just sit there. I am as guilty as anybody. I'll get on my phone, or I'll be texting about something stupid. It means nothing. And all of a sudden, I look up and I realize, man, I've wasted an hour. I've waste, I should have been doing this, but I got caught up in this. We're all guilty of it. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that there is there is set time to have relaxation and fun. But what it's happening is it's consuming our lives more and more. And more. And then we come to church on the Sunday and we get filled with the power of God. We get redeemed in the Holy Ghost and our minds are renewed for every bit of two days. And then we get frustrated. You lay down at night. Come on, I'm talking to somebody here. You lay down at night. Oh, Jesus, I'm. I just don't know what's wrong with me, Lord. Why are you making me go through this, Jesus? What is your purpose? Well, the fact is that we need to get into the word. God, how can I become wise? How can I become uh, start walking towards you? How can I... Move past this situation that I've been stuck on for a decade. How can I move past this problem that I've hung up on for forever? It seems like I really have given up hope because I, I've been to the altar. I've been touched, and the preacher prayed for me. And and I know that you touched me, Lord. But here I am with the same addictions, with the same problems. How do I get past that, Lord? It's wise walking. It's digging into the word. It's a Wednesday night simple study that says we can do this, and this is how we do this. Wisdom walking is a directed walk. Verse 17, given that we have a limited amount of time in which to walk in this world, and given that we want to walk We want our walk to be wise. It behooves us to stay focused. Therefore, do not be unwise, it says, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Many Christians today are confused about how to know the will of God in their life. It doesn't make sense that God would keep us in the dark about his will for us. Come on, let's think about this. Would a loving father treat his children that way? Of course not. It's not going to happen. The simplest place to begin to discover God's will for your life is in Psalms 37 and verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. When the verse says that God will give you the desires of your heart, you know, I've looked at that thing for years, and I said it ain't happening, Lord. <laughs> I don't see it happening. I don't see it coming to fruition. I'm just gonna be honest with you, Jesus. You know, uh, let, let, you know, I'm here. Uh, We talk quite often and I'm not seeing these desires come to fruition, but I believe what it really means is that God will literally create in your heart, the desires that you come to embrace as your own. He will create a desire in your heart that I'm telling you will surpass any desire that you've ever thought of. Then as long as you, as long as then as long as you go to fulfill those desires, God will always back you up. He will always begin to bring those desires to fruition because you're in tune with him. God is more than ready to help us to accomplish those desires. But the key to this is delighting ourself in him finding a place with the Lord let me tell you something I've been around this long enough to know that we what we felt at the beginning of the service I knew immediately when I felt the presence of the Lord in this place somebody has been spending time with Jesus somebody has been praying in these altars somebody has been praying at their house I knew it when the, when the presence moved in here that was the first thought that came to my mind somebody really is praying Jesus Jesus, somebody really is seeking your face. Somebody really is delighting their self in your ways, Lord. I'm telling you, there is no greater feeling than when you begin to pray and you're exhausted many times of my prayers at my house are late 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 at night and I just roam up and down the stairs all through the boy's house many times I just I'm just in, in the delighting myself in him Jesus I don't even know where to begin to say thank you but God I I need to talk to you today Jesus because I'm something's wrong Lord I'm having this problem but you know what I'm going to put all that aside right now God and I just want to praise you I just want to lift up your name Jesus and when you begin to delight in him there's something that begins to happen there's something that begins to dwell up inside of you and all of a sudden the desires that are in your heart begin to change the desires become real they become tangible a desire to see families saved, a desire to see your brother and your sister walking with the Lord, a desire to see friends that you hang out with. You know, one of the desires in my heart, and, and, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you this. Can can I just be real, real quick with you? When I when when I have friends, and, and I don't know that I've ever even told people this, I visualize them in this altar. I visualize their face with their hands raised with tears streaming down their face and beginning to see those hands shake and beginning to see that Holy Ghost settle upon their lives. I begin to visualize that. You know what that has come from? That's come from me delighting myself in him. Those desires that are dwelling up inside of me. That that's something beyond me. That's something supernatural. I begin to see my little nephews and my little niece, and I begin to see them lifting their hands and praying. That's what happens when you begin to delight yourself in him. He'll put desires inside of you. He will create desires inside of you. And let me tell you, if he put them inside of you, he's going to back them up. He's going to back them up every time, 100%. He will give you the desires of your heart. God's ways are at times a mystery at the moment that we're dealing with these things. But if we will delight ourselves in Him and we will seek to understand His will for our life, He will make our path cleared. Lord, I'm committed to doing whatever pleases you and I will serve your purpose I trust you Jesus I trust you Lord I trust you Jesus I've walked around this place and 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 ever bone in my body was not trusting Jesus but I went past that I went through that and I said you know what I trust you Jesus and in my head I was thinking no you don't but I trust you Jesus no you don't but I trust you Lord I lift up your holy name I magnify your name Jesus and as I begin to say that the presence of the Lord begin to move and all of a sudden I felt his spirit lifting me up as on wings of eagles is what the word says. I trust you, Lord. He'll put a passion in your heart. Wisdom walking is a dynamic walk. Most Christians are familiar with the famous verse 18, but be filled with the Spirit. But I don't think most of us have made the connection between walking in wisdom and being filled with the Spirit. If we believe walking through this world is consistent wisdom is too great a challenge that the possibility of failure is too high we're right it is it's too great of a challenge but let me tell you what you can do you can begin you can begin to delight yourself in him and you can begin to walk with him through prayer. And you can begin to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled not just like wine fills you up. It says in the verses you read on down. But you can really be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then all of a sudden these things that seem so big. So overwhelming! All of a sudden, you begin to have a little strength. You know what? I, I, I can lift my head up now. Be filled with the Spirit. The only way to be wise and to know the will of God is by the power of the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Being filled with the Spirit, you know, I, I, I toyed, I toyed with preaching that today but God God directed me in this path and I said you know what I'll, I'll do it next time but you know what I'm a, I I've committed to the Lord I'm going old school I don't care I don't care to tickle your ears tonight I don't care when I get up here or when I'm in front of a a sinner to make to sound to sound proper to use the right words or to even understand or even to be able to answer all their questions do you know how many of us if we were to be honest tonight don't don't testify and don't witness because we're scared we're not going to know their answers hey holy ghost Leave me, guide me. I, I'm just not, I'm not going to hold back. I've only been given this certain amount of time and I don't want to let a day go by. I don't want to let a stranger go by that. I don't say Jesus has something special for you. Jesus can heal you. He can touch you. You can stand. I, I remember years ago, I, I know, uh, man, i have said so much up here over the years I don't know what I've said and what I've done I don't know how pastor does it I'm only up here briefly but you know I was in I was in church I was in old life tabernacle on Broadway and I, I had a dream and the dream was that I was in the church and I was up at the front praying, and I remember the power of the Lord came in so strong, and I mean it was so strong, and I was kneeling on the front over here if I've, you're looking at the platform and i was I was on the steps and I was praying, and I felt the power of God come on me so strong and i and i I stood up and I began to I, I begin to to just praise and worship the Lord. And all of a sudden, these two people that I knew were sinners, I don't know how I knew they were sinners, I just knew they were. One came in and he had a deformed hand. And he and, he, and it was drawn up. Drawn way up, way up. And the other one, the other one had a bad back. And I turned to them, and they come up to the front, which was weird because the lights were down. And they come all the way up to the front. And They said, will you pray for us? I said, yes, I'll pray for you. And I laid hands on the man with the bad back. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you, I heard a pop. And he began to run. And he screamed across the front. God has healed me tonight. God has healed touched me he's healed me thank you jesus thank you jesus then all of a sudden i turned to the guy with a drawn up hand and i began to pray with him and his hand came way out and it and he just kept doing this and he was working it and he was looking and he was astonished and he began to run right behind the guy and, and they both were doing circles and i turned around and i was like i was so happy and god says why are you happy i haven't done anything yet i said what are you talking about lord he said, stop them, because I want to give them the real miracle. I want, I want to give them what they're really here for. And I remember stopping them. And it was such an awesome presence of the Lord, and we began to pray. I didn't lay hands on them or nothing, but the power of God began to move and those two men begin to speak with other tongues and I'm telling you as, as I was sitting there listening to them it was as though God was writing their names in in permanent ink in the lamb's book of life and I stopped and I said now now you've received your miracle now now you can worship and you know what they did they didn't take off running They dropped to their knees, and they began to lift their hands. And there was such a glory of the Holy Ghost. There was such a presence of the Shekinah glory that fell in that place. And the dream was so strong, I woke up, and I was crying, and I was speaking in tongues, and I lifted my hands, and I just began to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are you frustrated? Sounds like an infomercial. Are you frustrated with life? You tired of some of the things you can't seem to get past? Take a take a dive into the book. Let's begin to walk wisely before the Lord. Let's begin to you know what it matters. I, I know, I know, I know. Some of you are like, oh man, that's that's a lot of work, Jay. It's like a diet for me, I, man. Uh, uh-uh. you know, I, counting spices and calories and. You know, it's a lot of work. All right, it's not going to happen. But we have to walk diligently. We have to walk looking around. We have to be observant to what we're going into. Come on, let's walk wisely. Let's begin to say, you know what? I'm going to make a conscious decision. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I'm telling you, I feel the power of the Lord. I'm going to make a conscious decision not to go to that place anymore. I'm not you know what quit waiting around for a magic wand or the holy ghost to fall on your head and just make a decision. I'm not going to go there anymore I'm, I'm not I'm not going to go to that website anymore. I'm not going to talk to that person anymore Come on. Let's start walking wisely in the lord. Let's be filled with the spirit. Let's start talking to him Thank you for being here on a Wednesday night. Really is really is that simple, guys? We've been given a, a time, a segment of time. I know the hurts and the cares of life are real. I, trust me, I understand that. but you can do this. you can you can make this. I don't know if anybody's told you all that today, but if they haven't, I'm telling you right now, you can do this. I'm telling you, here's the instruction manual. You can make this. You can do this. I'm telling you, if you begin to walk with the Lord, and you begin to talk with Him, He's not going to pour it out on you. If you're a baby, you don't. Know, I, I, you know, I I didn't give the boys a big steak when they were turned six months old. Well, I think I did for Blaze, but, anyways. He's going, to, he's going to walk you through this. He's going to be with you. Trust me. Trust in him. Don't trust me. Trust him. And I'm telling you, he'll see you through it. If you'll take the neighbor's hand beside you where it's appropriate. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Jesus, I know that you've talked to somebody tonight, God. You've talked to me, Lord. Help me to begin to walk wisely before you. Lord, a a, a walk that's on purpose, Jesus. A walk that I know you have directed in my life, God. You've given us so much in your word, Jesus. Help us to begin to dig, Lord. Help us to begin to understand that there is a way to walk, Lord. That, that it's more than just shouting. It's more than just a, a Holy Ghost throw down. But God, there is purpose in my life, Lord. Tonight, Jesus, I pray that you would touch somebody. I feel it so strong in my heart, Lord, that there's somebody that feels like they're losing their their hope tonight. There's somebody here that really feels like they don't have purpose, God. That's the one you I want you to touch tonight, Lord. Begin to move in their life. Begin to move in their soul, Lord. We magnify you, God, because you're the beginning and the end. You are the one true God. There is none other beside you, Lord. We give glory and honor to your name. In the name of Jesus. Come on, say, in the name of Jesus. Let's lift our hands one time and begin to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.